Welcome back to Wildflower Women. I'm super excited to be with you in this moment right now. I always try, I always think I'm going to say uh, tonight because I normally record this at night and then I realize right as I'm about to say it that you might not be listening at night and then I feel awkward and then I feel silly and I record the beginning like three or four times and so this is only the second time I've recorded it and even though this whole first 30 seconds has been awkward and rambling, I'm not going to delete it and re-record it. This is me, Megan Princewell. <laughs> and I definitely almost just said out loud, LOL. This is what happens. This is what, this is what we've become in this world. We have reduced our vocabulary to text language. Like who says LOL out loud? Like who says that in talking? It's fine in a text message or, in a, or just in, in, in writing, but who says that out loud? I literally almost just said that. Anyway, okay, so now a, a whole, what is it, 60, 68 seconds of awkward, I'm sorry, but <laughs> we are here in this moment right now together, and I am going to be talking about friendship. Um, I know you saw the title, so you, you knew where we were going, uh, but this, this has been, um, <clears throat> this is... It's been a, an episode in the making since the beginning, um, but I have not felt, I guess, the release to do this episode or, or this, this topic um, because I wanted to make sure that what I said was not me, um, that that the the angle and the direction that I come from right now and 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 where I go with it is is just Holy Spirit um, is just what God is is wanting to say and not Megan and I say that because I've I've struggled with the topic of friendship in my life. I've, I've, I've been hurt, um, so many times and, and I, I didn't, I had to, I had to find a place where I had to get to the place where I could talk about it from what I've learned and what I am working to apply in my life. Um, to rise above the pain or to rise above the disappointment. Um, and I feel like I've, I've been, I've been tossing this idea around in my head for probably over a week now. I didn't record last week just because of, uh, I, I just, I, I wasn't, I just, I couldn't do it. I just didn't have exactly, um, what I was supposed to say. And I, I just, I didn't, I, I didn't know where to go. So I, I just didn't go. And, uh, I think sometimes that's the, the best, uh, kind of, what is the, um, thumper from Bambi? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> Not that I was going to say anything mean, but in those moments, sometimes, um, silence is, is what is actually the best. And so I felt like for me, I just needed to listen 
for a minute. And I feel like, and I believe that, um, that what I have is, uh, is, is what I'm supposed to say. And I'm sure that I've thought about it this way before, but I don't think I've ever written it out and really like explained it or, um, try to express it, uh, the way that I have it, um, for tonight, away, the way that I feel the Holy Spirit has given it to me tonight. Um, but I want to talk about friendship. I want to talk about um, friendship is hard, uh, especially for women. I don't understand why. I mean, well, I guess I do because I'm a psychology junkie. I love I love the differences in people. I love the way that our, our, our brains work and our personalities. I love that. So I was going to say I don't really understand why men have such an easier world of friendship than women, but I really do. And it's, it's, it's just because of personalities and because of the way that we, we work and the way that we're built. And that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Um, but women, friendship is hard. Women's women are just women. The friendship between women is just a hard. Um, and I believe that it is because we are so, uh, we're such emotional, uh, beings that that we feel so deeply so we and you then you have the different personalities and inside that aspect of you know feeling so deeply you have women who who feel so deeply this direction but then other women their personalities are completely different and they feel so deeply this direction and they clash and it just it's hard it's hard it's not impossible it's not impossible but it is hard um so I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about uh, a few reasons why friendships end. Uh, that, uh, and this is not a this these these reasons are not uh, uh, ju- uh, Christian reasons why Christian friendships end. It's just a Psychology Today article that that talks about the top five reasons why friendship ends, or why friendships end. And I want to I want to just kind of hit on these because we're gonna I'm gonna come back to it. Um, but the first one is time and effort. Uh, friendships, a lot of times a friendship will end because uh, one person feels like the other person is not putting enough effort into it. Um, you know, you feel like, I'm, I'm, I'm always the one that, that says, hey, do you want to go have lunch? Or I'm always the one that reaches out. And you don't, you don't, give, you don't put the same effort. If, if, we, if I don't talk to you first, we're not going to talk. If I just quit talking to you, who knows when we talk again? You know, there's there, there you, you feel like it's a one-way street, um, and that's a reason why friendship can end. Another another reason is change. Um, you know, li- our lives change just constantly. Our lives change. Um, some you know, one of us one one friend will get married, and you have a, a friend that's married and a single friend, and. And that the dynamic is shifted, and in this the the what was previously two single friends that were always together, is now a, a married friend and a third wheel, and and the third wheel doesn't always want to be around the married couple, and then and then even the married couple they need time t- together, so they don't all, the 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 married friend doesn't always have as, as as much time to spare, or even want to, and that's perfectly fine. You don't have to want to do that. You know, it, it, it is, it's okay, but things can change. Um, children can change the dynamic of a friendship. If you have, you know, friends that are, have been 
you know, childless for many years together. And then one friend has a baby and now the other friend doesn't have a kid. And so that the friend with the child is, is now having to learn new things and new experiences and, and maybe ends up with other friends that have kids because their kids play together. And now that other friend feels like they've left, they're not, they're not, um, they don't fit anymore. You know, it, it changes. The dynamics can change. Uh, distance can end a friendship. If you don't have, uh, if you, you know, once lived really close to your friend and maybe they move off there, maybe they get another job or you get another job or their, your friend's spouse gets another job or your spouse gets another job and, and, and it forces separation. Um, and there's distance like physical distance between you and you're not used to, you're not seeing each other every day. You're not, um, you're not having coffee every Tuesday morning or you're not having dinner every Thursday evening or you're not seeing each other at church on Sundays or you there's distance there and that friendship can it feels like it ends or it is no longer the same because what you had you no longer have um, another horrible horrible reason that friendships end is expectations and this is it's, it's such a tragic reason for, for friendships to end um, because a lot of times we expect everything. We expect things from other people. Um, we feel like we know what we would do. Um, I, know, I, I know what I would do for my friends, and I know that there's very, little, very few things I wouldn't do. Um, if it's possible, if, you, if, if my friend is in need and it's possible for me to help, I, I'll, I'll do pretty much every, anything I can do, um, that's that, that to help that and it, it, a lot of times we feel like if I would do that for you, but yet here I need, I've been here for you every single time. I've done this for you. I've done this for you. I've been there when you called and I just needed you just this one time and you're too busy. You, ex, we have those expectations for people to be, we, we expect people we honestly, we, we look at ourselves and feel like we're doing everything right. And so we expect everybody else to do everything right. When in the reality is we are never perfect. So there are things that we've done that weren't perfect. And we're just not going to see that because, you know, we, we know what our heart is and we expect other people and their motive or their actions to match our heart and to match our motives when in reality, we don't know what their heart is. And we don't know that whenever they, if, if when they said, sorry, I can't do that, their heart was grieved because they actually still, they actually do have the same heart that we have. But in that moment, they just couldn't do what we needed them to do or what we asked of them. But we have these expectations and those expectations cause divide and those expectations can end friendships because when you expect somebody to do something, if somebody expects something of me that I can't do, I, I, ju I can't do it either. I physically can't do it. Or you don't know what I've been through this week and I've given everything I had this week. Or I, I just, I'm, I don't feel well. Or I know that in this moment, I, I don't have I don't have the funds to help you with whatever this is, or I can't, I can't be there because I have this, I've already made this commitment here. If, if somebody 
gets mad at me and they have expectations from of me and they get mad at me because I can't, I can't meet their expectations and they that makes that's going to that's going to drive a wedge on my side too because you don't know my heart you don't know what I've been through you don't know where I am so you can't those expectations on both sides can cause one person to feel rejected and one person to feel just completely misunderstood or or unseen or you know it expectations are in in any relationship expectations the only I I don't know if I've said this um I can't remember if I've said this in in an episode or just in talking to other people but the only expectations we have the only expectations that we can honestly have are expectations for ourselves we can never demand that other people meet our expectations we have to de- we have to demand of ourselves that we meet our expectations that we meet what we expect others to be for us we have to expect ourselves to rise to those we 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 follow that with our own lives and not expecting that of others because when you it, it, you will be disappointed bottom line you will be disappointed that I, I got off there but it, the bottom line is expectations can destroy a friendship um, and then the last one is compassion it kind of goes with those expectations we feel like sometimes we feel like you should have I went through something horrible and you should have been there um, you you didn't have the compassion that I needed you to have or even sometimes we're the ones that just don't have the compassion you know sometimes we look at we we say you know what no this isn't this you don't even you have do you know what do you know what people have been through do you know that you did this is what happened to you that that's so minor compared to all the things that other people go through you need to just chill out suck it up and chill out now granted we need people in our lives when we get when we get focused so inward and it happens to everybody that we get focused inward and we start having a pity party everybody needs a friend that's gonna say hey 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 snap out of it get suck it up you got this but sometimes we need to have even in those moments we need to have compassion we need to be able to say hey hey suck it up you got this but I understand that I understand it you're hurting right now you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay not a get over it but hey you got this you know it's it's a it's a we lack compassion so often when a friendship is in that fragile place we lack the compassion when somebody when our friend is in a fragile place we lack the compassion to bring them back and in that lack of compassion we can either one get annoyed because we don't have the compassion and we get annoyed by them and we don't want to deal with them anymore or we're hurt because somebody doesn't have compassion for us and we say we know what if you're not going to care about me then forget it we don't I don't have to I don't have to be a friend um but according to psychology today, uh, I didn't even, I didn't even see, I didn't even uh, read who wrote it. I was really just kind of looking for a generic list. And that was what I found of the reasons for friendship, the reasons why the top reasons why friendship ends. Um, but this is what I want to say about friendship. And like I said, I have been, I, I know I've mentioned it before when I talked about loneliness and 
And when I was younger and, and I would always say, why don't I have friends? Why, why, why am I always the girl that doesn't have friends? I, I can tell you right now, I have my one thing that I have always wanted ever since I was young. Um, and I would watch TV shows of like, I, I grew up on designing women and, um, golden girls. And I was that weird, like 10 year old watching designing women, but I loved it. I still love it. Um, but I dreamed of having a friend group like that. I wanted to have that group of friends. It was just four or five of us that just did everything together, you know, on designing women. Um, if you've never seen the show, it's, it's four women that work in a design firm and they, their lives, they, they work together, but they are each other's lives. They, um, they go on vacation together with their spouses and their significant others and their children. And, you know, they're, they're always together. Everything that they do is together. And they just have these crazy adventures and just like, it, it was just, it just seemed like the most beautiful thing to be able to just have people that were your people for years and years and years. And I always wanted that. And it just seemed that it just never, it, it just couldn't fully happen for me. And I would, I would, I would always kind of be on the outside of a friend group or just not even in a friend group at all. But, um, when I was, I was always on the outside and I just wanted so desperately to be in the middle. Um, I just wanted so, so desperately to be the one like I, I wanted to, I wanted to be part of that friend group. I wanted that. And, and I would ask, you know, older women, you know, why, 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 why don't I have, why am I, why am I just not someone's favorite friend? I just want to be someone's favorite friend. I just, I, you know, I, I just want to be, I just want to be somebody that, you know, when any, something exciting happens or when something tragic happens or when something crazy happens or was something like I just I want to be the first one that somebody thinks oh my gosh I gotta call Megan I just I wanted to be that for for someone and I I felt like I have all these people that that it's like sometimes I think oh I, I want to tell this person something good happens and I have a few people that I want to I think I, who do I tell first but I'm not that person for other people um and so I struggled with that so much growing up and, and I can't tell you how many times someone would quote the verse to me um, in Proverbs eighteen twenty four that says, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. And they would say, Megan, you just got to be friendly. You know, you got to, you just got to be the friend to somebody else. And I would get so mad because I said it before in that, in that episode on loneliness that I don't know how to be more friendly than I am. Like I I am, I'm the friendliest person I know. I mean, I know, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody more friendly, but I, 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 I'm gen, I know, I know my heart and I know that when I'm friendly, I know that when I smile at someone, I know that when I say hello or that when I offer to help, I, when I check on someone, I know my heart and it is so genuine. I honestly, when I smile at a stranger, I'm, I'm genuinely wanting you to see someone 
smile. Like I want, I want you, if you've had a bad day, I I want you to, I want you to have a smile. If this is, if I'm the only person that smiled at you today, like I want that, I want you to, I want you to have that. And so I know my heart and I would get so mad, but I knew it was one of those things that I knew the older I got, I would probably look back and realize that people were right. And this was one of those things. And I just didn't want to, because I wanted them to, I wanted them to tell me, no, everybody else is wrong. Everybody else in your life is wrong, Megan. They were rude to you. They were mean to you. They didn't care about you. They failed you. They rejected you. They were wrong. I wanted someone to tell me that everybody else was wrong because that's how it felt. And when I think about this, and this is, this is why I had to wait on this is because it is so easy to look at other people and say, you failed me. But this is what I want you to get from this, is that friendship in its purest form is not about you. Friendship in its purest form is not about you. Friendship in its purest form is about what you can do to be a friend to someone else. And that verse is so, so true. A man who has friends must first show himself friendly. You have to, it is about you and what you can do for someone else. It is about what, what the friendship, the, it's, it's about how you can give friendship to another person. And, and I want to read, if I want to, I'm not going to read these, uh, exact, I, I wrote down, there's a lot of verses in the Bible about friendship, but what I found the common thread among all of the verses are, I, I don't want to say all because I didn't read all of them, but the verses that I, that I compiled here, they are all about us being a friend to someone else. They're, they're, they're as if the Bible is speaking to you and about what you should do, not about what others, someone else should do for you to be your friend, but about what you should do to be a friend to someone else. And so I just want to read through these really quick. Um, first Thessalonians five eleven it says to encourage one another and to build each other up. Now it does say one another, but you cannot do, you cannot, you can't have that expectation that someone else is going to do that for you. The Bible is talking to us and individually as people on our, in our own level to each of us. And so it's telling us build each other up, encourage one another. So our responsibility in friendship is to encourage our friend, isn't to encourage the other person, isn't to, it is to encourage someone else not to look around and say, who's going to build me up and who's going to encourage me. Colossians 3.13 says to bear with each other and to forgive. It says to bear with each other, not sit back in the corner and say, why is no one coming to bear with me? The Bible says that you're supposed to bear with each other. So somebody needs to come bear with me and forgive me when I've messed up. No, the Bible, that verse is telling you, you, me, bear with each other and forgive. Ecclesiastes 4.10, it says to pity the one who falls with no one to help him. This is the, is the verse that, that talks about um, that two are better than one because when one falls, there's another to pick. There's, there's one there to pick them up. But pity the one who has no one to pick them up when they fall. That's not saying, that's not about you saying, well, everybody should pity me because I don't have anybody. I don't have a friend. I don't have anybody to pick me up when I fall. This is saying, hey, Megan, Look around, look around you, look for that person 
that has fallen and has no one to pick them up and have pity on them because they need somebody. Everybody needs somebody. Job 6.14 says, Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. We, God is, God is, God is a God uh, that deserves and demands a, a fear of, from us. We, we have, we have to fear God. He is, he is the almighty. He's not, not fear him in a way of, I'm so scared he's going to strike me down or I'm so scared he's mad at me or I'm so scared, so scared he's not going to love me. But he, he's a, he's a, we, we he's a fearful God. He, we, you know, we, he, he is the creator. He's the beginning and the end. We, we have to walk in fear, a reverent fear of him. And if, if you withhold kindness you, me, if we withhold kindness from someone else, we're forsaking that. So it's not about, well, you know what? You weren't kind to me, so guess you don't fear God. Yes, you better be scared. No, it's about us showing kindness to someone else. Job 42.10, I love this verse. I know that this chapter, or the, the book of Job, the friends in the book of Job Oh my goodness, I have felt so many times that I had friends like the friends in the book of Job who just had no compassion. Um, And I have felt like Job so many times. Now granted, I have not lost everything, but I've, I've been through moments where mentally and emotionally and spiritually it felt like I had just been crushed. And I just needed a friend to be a compassionate friend. But in the story of Job, Job, his, um, he, he did nothing wrong. He was a righteous man. And, and, and Satan went to God and said, Job's gonna, Job is going to curse you. And he's going he's gonna to walk away from you if you take everything from him. So can I, can I, can I afflict him? Because I, he, I, don't, I think he only loves you because you blessed him. And God said, you know what? Go ahead. Because I know my child. I know Job, I know him, and I know that he will not walk away from me, so do it. So Job did nothing wrong, and then everything was taken from him, and his friends came to him, and they sat around, they put on their sackcloth and ashes, and then one by one, you can read the the book of Job, and one by one, they started talking about how he must have done something wrong. And that wasn't, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. But Job, in, in, the, in this, I believe it's the last chapter of Job um, 42 in verse 10, I know that there's a lot of stuff that happened. But the way that this ends, the way this verse goes, it says, And after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored. That was that last step. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored everything he had lost and doubled it. And I love that because Job's friends had been the worst friends he could have had in that moment. They had done nothing to encourage him and to help him out of that. But what Job did was he turned around and prayed for them. The friends that should have been there praying for him and encouraging him and giving him love and compassion were not doing that. But he turned around and prayed for them. And it says, and after he prayed for his friends, the Lord restored. 
So it's when we, what we do for others. So I encourage you just with that verse, if you have a friend uh, that has hurt you or a friendship that is, that is struggling, Start praying for that friend. Start praying for blessings on their family. Start if you have had a friend that hasn't, um, that didn't have compassion on you. Start praying that God would comfort them in whatever they are walking through right now. That God would begin to move in their heart and to just over, just overwhelm them with peace and with love and compassion. All of the things that you feel like that friend didn't do for you, I, I encourage you to begin to do that in prayer for your friend or for even if it's a friendship that you don't even feel like you can call them a friend now but I encourage you to begin to do that because that is it's it's not it's not about what our friends can do for us it's about what we can do for them um, in Psalm 27 9 it says the pleasantness of a friend is like perfume to the heart and I paraphrase that but it the friendship being a the being a pleasant friend is like incense and it is like perfume we are to be perfume it's it's not about someone being perfume for us it's about us being that for them in Romans 12 uh, 10 it says be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves this is not about looking back and saying hey no you know what the Bible says that you're supposed to love me and you're supposed to honor me above yourself and you didn't you're a horrible friend no this is about saying hey it's not about it's not about it's not about what you do for me the bible the bible is not about what you do for me the the only responsibility i have is to honor the bible and to do this for you so i'm going to honor you above myself um in first peter 4 8 8 through 10 it says above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins offer hospitality to one another without grumbling each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. But we are to love others. We are to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. It's not about what others can do for us. It's not about how others can serve us. It is not about how our friends can be what we need and can and show hospitality to us without grumbling. It is about how we can do that for them. Um, but I want to say this, in, in all of that, that is what a friend is supposed to be. And that is about, that is for us. That is what we are supposed to be for others. A man who shows himself friendly, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. And so even if after all of this, after all that you have done, after all of the, the honoring the scriptures and being that, if you still find yourself without someone being that for you, the rest of that verse, it says, a man who has friends must show himself friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and that friend is Jesus. And I want you to hear the words that Jesus said, and this is why I know that friendship is not about what other people, the what other people can do for us, but what about, about what we can do for them and about how we can be a friend to someone else. The reason I know that that is what, that is, that is the essence of friendship in its purest form is about the other person is because in John fifteen twelve through 13, Jesus said, my command is this, love one another as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this, than to lay one's life down for one's friend. Jesus was the, he is the ultimate friend. He is the ultimate friend and he is our friend. No matter how someone else fails us, no matter how it, many times it feels like you're walking through life alone and you just don't have a friend, no matter how many times I felt like, am I ever going to have that group of friends that's just my people? Am I ever going to have that? No matter what, throughout my life, one thing, one friend has remained faithful above all. And it is the friend who laid his life down for me. Because Jesus is still our friend. Even when we don't put in the time and effort to keep our friendship alive. He never walks away. He sticks closer than a brother. Even when we change, even when our lives change, even when we get a new job, even when we get a promotion, even when we have... Uh, uh, when when we finally get that husband, even when we finally get those kids that we've been praying for, even when we finally get that house or, or our, you know, even when everything is beautiful and we don't need him, we still need him. But even when we think we don't, he's still our friend and he's still, he never walks away from us. He never says, you've forgotten me. He never says, well, fine, you know what, if you, if you, if you, if you don't need me anymore, then I, go ahead, live your life on your own. He doesn't say that. He sticks closer than a brother, and he is always there when we call. Even if we allow distance, even if we allow those changes to create distance, and it's been a while since we talked, the moment we pick up that prayer phone and say, hey, Jesus, it's been a while. I'm sorry. I really have missed you. I really need you. He doesn't say, well, we'll see. We'll see it, it you know, we'll see how this goes because, you know, life's been going on for a while and you just completely forgot about me. So I don't know if I have time for you right now, but um, I'll, I'll see what I can do. No, he's right there. Sticks closer than a brother. Even when we fail, when we don't live up to the expectations, when we don't love, when we don't have compassion, when we don't do what he's called us to do, when we don't honor his word, when we come to him and we repent and we say, God, take me back. Jesus, take me back. I'm sorry I messed up. He doesn't say, well, no, you know what? You messed up. That was it. You, you, knew, you knew the right thing to do. You should have been there. He says, no, you're my child, and I love you. He takes us back. Friendship, as hard as it is, and as much as I wish that those people all those years ago could have been wrong, or, and, or they could have just told me that, yeah, Megan, These people are just mean. They have just been mean to you. They failed you. You deserve so much better than that. You are, 
you are, you are an amazing friend and they have missed out by not being, not, not wanting to be your friend or not letting you in. They, they missed out. I want, as much as I wish I could say that, it's just not the truth. Because the truth is, it is not about what you can do for me, but what I can do for you. It is about love and compassion for the world around us. And if we can step out of our bubble and get, if Megan, because I'm, t- I'm talking to me right now, if I can get out of my bubble, this is my goal. This isn't, this is when I, I in the last couple of years and, and everything that I walked through when we lost our baby and I felt like the people that were supposed to be there didn't show up. I determined in that moment that I was not going to be mad, that I was not going to let that hurt. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't mad. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't have moments where I was mad, but I wasn't going to let that harden me, but I was going to deter, I determined that I would not ever let a friend walk through hell without running to them with a bucket of water. <laughs> that I would never let somebody go through something without checking on them. That I would never let somebody go through something without being what I needed. And if they don't need it, if they, did, if they say I, I'm good, then okay. But I'm not going to miss an opportunity to be a friend because that's what it's about it is not about what other people can do for me but about about what I can do for them and so I want to encourage you if you have felt lonely and you have felt like you have you've just been through it maybe you've walked through a season of losing friends or friendships dwindling or, or, or breaking down focus on those around you Start looking for someone who needs a friend because you have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You have a friend that's going to walk with you through every single situation in life. You have that friend. So you have that, but somebody else might not. Somebody else might not realize that Jesus is that friend. Friendship, it doesn't have to be, uh, being a friend to someone doesn't have to be um, hanging out every week or talking on the phone. Being a friend to someone could just be that person that you see that just fell or that person that you see that's just walking through it right now. That stranger, that homeless person on the corner, that person that is going through the fire and just needs someone to help pick them back up. That just needs someone to be perfume to their heart. That just needs someone to love them. That just needs someone to come along beside them and encourage them and build them up. Someone to not withhold kindness. Be a friend. You focus on being a friend. Because a man who has friends must show himself friendly, but 
even if no one around you can do what it means to be a friend, if no one can fulfill that, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Let Jesus be your best friend. You can, you, you, you can trust him. You can trust him. He will not fail you. He will not fail you. He is the only friend, the only friend who will never say, I'm sorry, I don't have time. He's the only friend that will never change. He's the only friend that will never allow distance to keep you apart. You take one step, just like the father and the prodigal son. When he saw his son afar off, he ran to him. There was distance, but he closed the gap. That is what Jesus does. He will meet your expectations. He is a faithful, faithful friend who cannot fail. And he is full of compassion. He's never going to tell you, you just suck it up. Get over it. Do you know what I went through on the cross? He is not, the Bible says that he, we do not have a God who is not touched with our afflictions, who doesn't feel our pain. The Bible says that God bottles up our tears, that he is a God of compassion. Now, he may tell you, he may, you know, correct you and say, now, listen, you, you, you need to do some, you need to do some work in, on this. You need to change some things, but I love you. And if you need to cry it out, I'm right here. In your, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. He is a compassionate, faithful friend. So I want to encourage you. Be a friend. Find someone to be a friend to. Even the most unlikely people. And, and, and this is this final little thought. It's not a, remember, it's not about what that friend can do for you, but about what you can do for them. It's a, it, don't, don't look at someone and say, oh, but this is not even the type of person that I want to hang out with. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be friends with them. I don't want to call them because if I, if, I don't want to be nice to them because then they'll think that I want to like, I want to hang out and they're just, their personality just clashes with mine. We we just, we won't get along or, or they're just too much of this or they're too much of that or they're not enough this. And I really want somebody that's going to be this. No, be a friend, be a friend because that, that's our responsibility. That's what God has called us to do. And all those things you think you need, either God will put someone in your life to be some of that for you. Or you'll just get everything you need from Jesus. He's everything you need anyway. But don't worry about what you have. Focus on what you can give. And I know this was way longer than I normally go. But um, I hope that it made sense. And I, I promise you, I spoke to myself. <laughs> I promise you I did. It the Holy Spirit spoke to me, I guess. Um, but I'm, 
I, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that I have such a faithful friend in Jesus that he wouldn't allow me to to give you this until I was ready because um, I had no idea how this was going to come out I had no idea what it was going to sound like and thinking back to everything that I've said I, I just I'm amazed at how faithful God is and how faithful Jesus is and what a good friend he is that he has healed so many broken places in me when it comes to friendship and if you need that healing I promise you he's the one that can do it so thank you for for hanging in here with me for 45 minutes I'm so sorry it was this long but hopefully you uh you you gained something um and share some love with somebody find somebody who needs a friend um and and focus on focus on that and and get in there with your best friend get Jesus get in there with Jesus get in there with your best friend Jesus that's what I'm trying to say but get get let him be your best friend let him be your best friend and and just know that you have a friend in me um you got a friend in me I didn't mean didn't know I was gonna say that sorry (laughs) sometimes I see this is the moment when I do awkward stuff I don't know it is what it is but here you're getting to know me in the in in my realist realistness realistness yeah I just said that anyway okay so if you um if you want to reach out to me uh, if you if you just need if you just need a friend um, you can email me it's wildflowermothers at gmail and uh, reach out if you if you have if you have any questions if you have something you would like like to talk about or like me to um, study and, and, and a subject that you would like us to talk about. This is actually the last episode of season one. Uh, we'll start back fresh, probably, uh, the first of the year, unless the Holy Spirit just says, Hey, you got to talk about this now. Um, but I probably will take the next couple of weeks off to just for holidays and, um, to get myself a little bit refocused to see what direction we're going to go for season two. Um, so if you have a, a subject that you would like to talk about or, um, or anything, questions, comments, um, prayer request, anything, email me wildflowermothers at gmail.com and, um, I, I look forward to hearing from you. Have a beautiful, uh, morning, afternoon, evening, night, wherever you are. And if you haven't heard it so far today. If no one has told you, you are loved. God bless.